Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and because of the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives even unto the death. Hallelujah. But I want to back up and I want to take this just in context to kind of set uh, what we're going to what we're going to talk about this morning. Let's back up to verse seven. This is this is how it starts. And there was war in heaven. Michael and his angels waging war with the dragon. The dragon and his angels waged war, and they were not strong enough. And there was no longer place found for them in heaven. And the great dragon was thrown down, the serpent of old, who's called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. And he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and, and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren has been thrown down, he who accuses them before God day and night. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And they loved their lives even unto the death. For this reason, rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the earth and to the sea, because the devil has come down to you having great wrath, knowing that he has only a short time. So I don't believe in the, what I don't believe this is taking place yet. I personally don't. I think this is what's coming. But at some point, the devil's going to be cast down to the earth. He's going to come with great wrath. But the saints who are alive at that time are going to overcome him. And how are they going to do it? They're going to do it by the blood of the Lamb and the word of the testimony. And I feel like if, if, if that's how they're going to overcome then, how do we overcome now? Before he's even thrown down, when his wrath is not expressed in, 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 great, in great wrath like the Bible says. We are going to overcome him. We overcome him today the same way by the blood of the lamb and the word of the testimony. I want to share with you just for a little while this morning about the blood of Jesus, the powerful, the powerful, the, the, the powerful blood of Jesus and what it does for us. You know, in, in 2 Corinthians, the Apostle Paul tells us that we're in a war. That we, we may battle physically, but in the, ultimately it's not a physical war. It's a spiritual war. And he says the weapons of our warfare are not natural, but they're spiritual weapons. And so we can defeat the enemy. But what bothers me, what bothers, doesn't bother me, what makes me question, I guess, to put it that way, is he doesn't tell us what the weapons are. He says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Well, tell us what they are. Put a subparagraph, you know, the weapons of this. So I want, to do, I want to just suggest three weapons today, but I want to just talk about one. First of all, the word of God is a weapon. In Ephesians 6, Paul says that the sword of the Spirit, that we're to take up the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. God's word is a weapon, and we need to use it. How do we use it? We use it by speaking it, the way, same way Jesus defeated the enemy, the devil in, in the wilderness. 
when the, when the devil came to Jesus after he'd been fasting and praying for 40 days and tried to get him to sin, he said, no, he defeated him with the word of God every time. So the word of God is a weapon. The name of Jesus is a weapon. In Philippians chapter 2, Paul tells us that the name of Jesus is the name above every name. It's the name to which every knee will bow and every tongue confess that he's Lord. So the name of Jesus is, is the name that, that, that brings victory. Every knee has to bow to that name. In Mark chapter 16, Jesus himself said, In my name, believers will cast out the devil. In my name, they'll lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And we see that example of that in Acts chapter 16, where the apostle Paul at Philippi cast the spirit of divination out of that slave girl. And he said, In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command you to come out of her. And he came out. So the name of Jesus is the name to which every knee should bow. The word, the name, and the blood, the blood of Jesus. They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. The first place we see blood being shed. I just want to turn with me to Genesis. The first place we see blood being shed is in Genesis chapter 3. In verse 21, it says, The Lord made garments of skin for Adam and his wife and clothed them. When Adam and Eve fell, when they sinned and they fell from God, they, the Bible says the first thing they did was to try to cover their nakedness. They sewed fig leaves together and they tried to cover their nakedness. But you know what? That wasn't sufficient. Because one thing we learn in Scripture is that our own efforts are never sufficient for covering our sin, for covering who, when we miss God. It's not our efforts that, that cover us, but it had to be God. God didn't say, fine, your fig leaves are fine. No, he said, I need, I need to cover you. And the way he covered it was with a skin. He said, the Lord God made garments of skin. So blood had to be shed. Blood was shed so that they could be covered. Their sin could be covered as they proceeded on. Hallelujah. It's, it's what God does, not what we do, that covers our sin. In Romans chapter 3 and in Galatians, Paul makes that very clear. He says, by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in his sight. It's not what we do that makes us right with God. It's what he's done for us. And we have to understand that. You know, that I just, you know, we've met so many people. I'm sure you've met them too. People that are trying to get to God, that are trying to do good, that are trying to do their best. They go to church, their, their being is good, and, but they don't understand that it's not by their own works of right. It's not by deeds of righteousness that we're saved, but it's by his blood. It's by his sacrifice. It's only what he has done that saves us, not what we do. You know, there's a scripture in Isaiah 64. It says, our own righteous deeds are like filthy rags. And that's interesting to me because it doesn't say our sinful deeds. It doesn't say our wicked deeds. It says our righteous deeds. And you know, all the good things that we're trying to do in order to please God, in order to be right with God, they don't work. The only thing that works is what he's done, his sacrifice and his sacrifice alone, his blood that was shed for us that we might know him and be redeemed. Hallelujah. And then later, and then a few years later, the two sons of Adam brought sacrifices to God. And it says in verse chapter 4, it says in Genesis chapter 4, and it came about in the course of time that Cain brought an offering to the Lord of the few of the fruit of the ground. 
Abel on his part also brought the firstlings of his flock and of their fat portions. And the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and for his offering, he had no regard. So Cain became very angry and his countenance fell. Two sacrifices. They both brought sacrifices. But Cain's was, accepted, was not accepted and Abel's was. You know what it says in Hebrews chapter 11? It says, by faith, Abel brought to God a better sacrifice than Cain. What did he bring? He brought a blood sacrifice. And why, didn't, why was Cain's sacrifice not acceptable? Because it came from, the, from his own efforts, the toil of the ground. You know, earlier when Adam and Eve sinned, God had already said, cursed. You know, I, I just realized, I just kind of saw this. Maybe, maybe everybody else knows that. But I just kind of saw this this week as I was getting ready. God said the ground was cursed. And he brought an offering that came out of the ground, came out of that cursed ground. And what did Jesus say in Matthew? He said, oh, a bad tree cannot produce good fruit. You can't produce a good offering out of a cursed ground. And it was, and it was again, it was because of his own labor. It was his own labor that produced that offering, and it's not acceptable. What's acceptable to God is a blood sacrifice, blood that was shed. Hallelujah. In Genesis chapter 15, when God made a covenant with Abraham, blood was shed. In Exodus chapter 12, at the ordinance of the Passover, blood was shed, and blood was applied, and it was the blood that saved him. It was the blood that kept him. It was the blood that delivered them, and to be the same with us today. Whenever God enters into a covenant with man, whenever God enters into any any a permanent relationship with human with the human race blood has to be shed in the old testament blood was shed and in the new testament jesus said this is the new covenant in my blood which is shed for many for the forgiveness of for the forgiveness of sin blood is essential and i thought what is it about blood what is it about this liquid this blood that god has chosen to use it it's because it brings life you know, I, I was, years ago, I can't remember where I saw it, but I remember it was many years ago, I watched this, I was watching this video, and, and it showed, um, it was some kind of a super mic, uh, microscope, and it showed blood flowing through a capillary in somebody's body that was so small that the, that capillary was one blood cell in that, it's like one blood cell at a time. And, they, and you could see all these blood cells lined up. And when the heart would beat, they'd move, they'd move, they'd move. And I thought, this is amazing. You know, every single, every single cell in our bodies is touched by blood. And what does it do? It brings life. It brings oxygen and proteins and nutrients. And what, and what else does it do? It removes waste. It removes toxins. You know, so it brings life and it removes death. That's what blood does. Blood brings life and removes death. And God give us, God shed his blood for us that we might have life and remove death. Hallelujah. It's an amazing liquid. God has chosen. But he said, I've given it to you. I've given it to you on the altar to make atonement for your souls. The blood was, the blood was whenever, whenever man sinned, they, they, was, they should have paid with their own blood. But God says, I'll give you the blood of a lamb or a goat or a bull. I'll give you their blood. I'll, put, I'll let that satisfy for now. Take your place. So that you can continue to live. Every year, every year, the Jewish people celebrate Yom Kippur. 
the Day of Atonement, where blood is shed. But in the Old Testament, blood had to be shed every year, year after year after year. Because why? Because it says in Hebrews that the blood of bulls and goats cannot cleanse your conscience from sin. So it, was a ter- it had to be done every year because it wasn't a permanent thing. <clears throat> it brought temporary relief, you might say. It, might, it brought temporary forgiveness for their sin until Jesus came. But Jesus made one eternal sacrifice, and it's good forever and ever. His blood doesn't have to be shed multiple times. His blood is shed once, and that suffices to keep us and to, for all eternity. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. In order for the blood to be effective in our lives, it has to be applied. In the Old Testament, in the, in the ordinance of the Passover, it wasn't enough for the household to just for that blood to be, to be shed. It wasn't enough for the blood to be gathered into a basin, but they had to shed the blood, and the blood had to be applied. They had to take a, a little bunch of what this plant called hyssop, and they took this hyssop and they dipped it in the blood and they applied it to the doorposts and to the lintels of the house. And until the blood is applied, it's not enough just that the blood was shed. It was not enough just that the blood was gathered, but the blood had to be applied. And that's the same with us. The blood of Jesus, we have, it's not just enough to know about the blood. The blood has to be applied in our lives in order for it to be effective. And how do we apply it? I believe we apply it the same way we, we use, we, we war with the word and we war with the name of Jesus. We apply it by the words of our, by speaking in faith, the words of what the blood does. In the same way that, that we declare, the same way that Jesus defeated the enemy, the devil in the, in the wilderness, by speaking the word. The same way that we defeat the devil, by speaking the name of Jesus. We apply the blood in our lives by speaking, God, I thank you for the blood. And I thank you. Let's look at some scriptures that shows us what the blood does for us, what Jesus' blood does for every one of us. There's cleansing and forgiveness in the blood. First John. In first John chapter one. <coughs> Excuse me, my voice is still a little. A little weak. In 1 John chapter 1, it says, This is the message we have heard from him and announced to you that God is light and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and yet walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus his son cleanses us from all sin. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus cleanses us from all sin. In Romans chapter 5, in verse 8, it says, But God demonstrates his own love towards us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified. And the word justified there also can be translated to be made righteous. So we're justified. We're made righteous. By his blood, we will be saved from the wrath of God through him. Much more than 
having now been justified, having now been made righteous by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. You know, the Bible says that we, that he who knew no sin was made to be sin for us, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. What brought that righteousness to us? The blood, the blood of Jesus. His shed blood brought righteousness to us. In Colossians chapter 1, in verse 19, it says, For it was the Father's good pleasure for all the fullness to dwell in him and through him to reconcile all things to himself, having made peace, how? Through the blood of his cross. Through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. So we have been reconciled, reconciled all things to himself, having made peace, how? Through the blood of his cross. We are reconciled by the blood of Jesus. And that word reconciled there means to change from the attitude of an enemy to friendship. So God removed the enmity from us by the blood of Jesus. In 1 Peter chapter 1, I love this scripture. I don't know why. I've been going back to it and just reading it and reading it and reading it. In 1 Peter chapter 1. In verse 17, it says, if you, if you address as father the one who impartially judges according to each man's work, conduct yourselves in fear during the time of your stay on earth, knowing that you are not redeemed with perishable things like silver or gold from your feudal way of life inherited from your forefathers, but with the precious blood as of a lamb unblemished and spotless, the blood of Christ. So we're redeemed, not by gold and silver, but we're redeemed by the blood. And to redeem means, the word there means, it means to purchase something with the, with the intent of setting it free. And you Take, for example, someone who's, who's, uh, who's been caught up in human trafficking, one of the most heinous, heinous crimes that's being committed on the earth today. But someone that's been caught up in human, a slave, and I remember we gave years ago, there was, a, there was somebody that was buying uh, these women like in the Sudan or Ethiopia, wherever it was. They were buying them. They, they were, they, these uh, criminals were selling them. And they'd buy them, and they'd, but they wouldn't buy them so they could be slaves. They'd buy them so they could set them free. They'd pay the ransom so they could set them free. And that's what Jesus did for us. He paid the price so that we could be set free. Remember what Paul said in Corinthians? You've been bought with a price. First Corinthians chapter 6. He said, you've been bought with a price. What's the price? The price that God paid for us was the blood of Jesus. His blood redeemed us. His blood bought us so we could be set free and live for him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, I thank you. I thank you, Jesus. He purchased us with his blood. The blood gives us access to God. In Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter 2, listen, in verse 13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were formerly were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. So God has allowed us to, to, to be part of him, to come to him by the blood of Christ. And it says in Hebrews chapter 10 that we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus. So we can approach God. We can come to God. We can have fellowship with God because of the blood 
The blood did it all for us. The blood delivers us from the enemy. In Hebrews chapter 2, it says, Through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is the devil, through his death, through the shedding of his blood. And then with the scripture that we read earlier, they overcame him how? They overcame the enemy by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. And finally, the blood brings healing. The Bible says that by his stripes, by his wounds, which is the shedding of his blood, we are healed. So the blood is like all sufficient. It redeems us. It restores us. It forgives us. It heals us. It delivers us. Everything we need, everything we need is in the blood. So what do we have to do? We have to take the blood and apply it, like in the Old Testament. We have to apply it to the doorposts and lintels of our life. By what? By speaking it, by confessing. Lord, I thank you for the blood of Jesus. I thank you for what the blood does. I thank you for the blood that redeems me. I thank you for the blood that heals me. I thank you for the blood that restores me. I thank you for the blood that forgives me. I thank you for the blood that gives me access to you, God. I thank you for your blood. They overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. They were testifying to the blood. They were testifying to what the blood does. They were testifying to the victory in the blood. They were testifying that the blood is all sufficient, testifying to the devil. And, the, and, the, and all that is greater than anything the enemy can put upon us. So I just want to encourage you. Confess. Speak that out. Speak about the blood. Thank God for the blood. Declare what the blood does for you. And the blood will be, and what the and what the blood was intended to do, will work. It'll it'll begin to work in your life and change and give us everything that it that it should. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus. I just want to thank God, Father. I just thank you right now for your blood, for your all sufficient blood, the blood that brings all the blessings of God into our life. I thank you for it, Lord. We confess it. We testify to the blood. We testify to what the blood does in our lives. And it will do what you've sent it to do, accomplish what you've sent it to accomplish, and bless us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Praise you. Thank you, Lord, for your precious blood and eternal sacrifice. An eternal sacrifice for me. Amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word and that you be filled with His love and strength as you daily serve Him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.